Steve Jobs once said, we're here to put a dent in the universe. Well, FinTech has certainly put a dent in the financial services industry over the past few years. This podcast series focuses on the story of those individuals who took Jobs' advice, the dent makers, if you will. This is the FinTech Five. And I, I just love a glass of wine with meal. And to eat without a glass of wine to me is a bit like having sex without an orgasm. It's, just, it's a waste of time. <laughs> Oh, good. I am recording. In this episode of the FinTech Five, I almost feel like I need theme music, like the Hallelujah Chorus playing in the background, (laughs) because this is with Chris Skinner. And if you're in FinTech and you haven't heard of Chris Skinner, then you're really not in FinTech. I think that's a safe thing to say, Chris. Hey, Sam. Great to touch base, and thanks for having me on. And to tell you how truly global Chris is, you're in Cali, Colombia right now, correct? Yeah, I get around. I was in Pakistan last week and Argentina the week before. And, you know, I just like to engage and network wherever people invite me. So it's great to be in Colombia, which is an enigmatic country. I've been here a couple of times. I love it. So I got to ask your your, uh, your trip planner. You went from Argentina to Pakistan to Colombia. Do you not see a little bit of a variation there on, on that travel? It would have been better going Argentina, Colombia, Pakistan. <laughs> <laughs> exactly. But, but, you know, I mean, I kind of go to places um, that uh, ask me. And the bottom line is that I've been to most countries of the world, and nearly all of them is the same. Fantastic people, really warm, hosp- hospitable people. Uh, same issues, same challenges, banking, fintech. Uh, often led by idiots. Um, oh, but we won't go there as we're talking to the USA. That's a that's a valid point. So, Chris, you've been doing this for quite a while now. And when I say doing this, you're a speaker, you're a blogger, you're an author, um, you know, definitely a thought leader. You've been recognized by pretty much anyone who has anything to do that touches financial services has recognized you at some point or another. I mean, how do you describe yourself? Um, a guy who is working in tech firms for most of his career um, and with banks and insurance companies who was laid off in 2002 and ended up making his hobbies his career. And my hobbies are taking the slightly sort of tongue-in-cheek view of the world of banking and technology in my writing whilst drinking with bankers and technologists in my physical world. Yeah, you're one of the few um, that I know within the fintech space when it comes to a speaker that you, you do show up in the suit and you have the tie. And, and you look good. <laughs> by the way. You invited me one time to come speak at the Financial Services Club, which we'll talk about a little bit in London, and it was at the Guild Hall. The, um, which, which guild was it? Was it the... It was the Puterist. The Puterist. Because I actually have three outfits. I have my suit and tie for when I'm talking to bankers. I have my jeans and t-shirt when I'm in a pure fintech space. And then if I'm in a mixed hybrid space, I wear my jacket with my jeans and t-shirt. That's actually the, the same outfits I have. That's really sad. There you go. That's all right. Um, what, how, what do you consider yourself to be? Now, this is, that's a weird question. I asked Brett King this. I said, you know, what do you enjoy the most? And he said the writing. So I'm going to ask you this. What do you enjoy the most? The, the speaking, the writing? Um, neither. I, I, I like the thinking. Oh, and it's the thinking about um, how the world is changing and where are we going. And the fact that every now and again I get a huge bright light of illumination. So I'm working on a book at the moment all about um, digital humanity, and it's really 
you know, this illumination that we're going through a massive revolution in humanity. You know, for the first time ever, every single human on Earth can connect with every other human in real time, globally, immediately, and transact and trade. We've never had that before. And that's a phenomenon that's just occurred in the last decade. Uh, it's really a transformation of the planet. And now you've talked about this quite a bit. And I reference, in, I reference your work all the time when I speak, and I think you know that. You can always Thank tell. You. Well, you can always tell when I'm researching to speak, because I usually hit you up as the DM on Twitter to say, "Hey, that was really good," because <laughs> I found some of your <laughs> writing, and and it pretty much covers every part of the world. Um, so I, I'm curious to to hear this from you. When you look at financial services and you look at technology companies, where do you see us in five years? Do you see someone like Ant Financial being the the major player? Do you see the banks, the big banks, still being there and and dominating? Well, I mean, Ant is doing amazing things in creating a new business model of technology and finance, and it's all focused on inclusiveness. They've made three big announcements just in the last week alone, which is increasing their yeah. bid for MoneyGram by 50%, um, a deal with HelloPay in Singapore to create a new merged company that will provide um, payment services across all of Southeast Asia, uh, as well as a specific deal with MDEC in Indonesia. Yeah, I mean, they're a dynamic, amazing company. Um, and I think what's going on right now is that, um, bearing in mind, I just said the backdrop is there's a revolution in humanity, that there's a number of companies creating the, the next generation of financial services, of which and Financial is definitely one. Um, the incumbent institutions kind of are getting there, but they're t very slow and because of regulations and full deposit service banking, insurance schemes and governance schemes, et cetera, et cetera, they can be slow. But um, by the time we see the next generation of institution, it may well be that a lot of the existing incumbents will not be the ones that serve the new markets. It'll be these new guys, the Amazons and the Alibabas. Yeah, I talked to Neil Cross from DBS, and you know that was his comment. He, he didn't see fintech really as... His competition, he saw them as his partners, but he looked at Neil the Cross, the best dressed fintech innovator <laughs> of the year. <laughs> best dressed. I don't know. You look sharp in a suit now. You know, I. I hey, might, you uh, know, no, normally he's with a rundown t-shirt and shorts when I see him. But there you go. Yeah, exactly. Yeah, he has a thing called the uh, Orangutan Hotel. There's a little pet project of his. You'll have to take a look uh, at he, that sometime. He's a great guy. He is. He might, but he talks about, you know, what you just said. You know, he, he looks at his competition being the four big Bs, and there are companies like Alibaba, like Amazon, um, you know, companies that have a billion dollars. Well, also, the funny money. thing is that the Alibaba is completely different to the Amazon because yeah. when you look at um, the USA, um, because of the silo structure of infrastructure that was there before, you've got commerce on Amazon, social on Facebook, and financial on PayPal, whereas all of that is wrapped up in Alibaba. All of that is wrapped up in Badu. All of that is wrapped up in Tencent. The Chinese guys are, 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 are rethinking everything. And so um, I don't really look to Gaffer, Google, Amazon, Facebook, Apple for innovation. I, I, I kind of don't see them as leading the, 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 the new world. It's actually Africa, it's China, it's India. It's all these guys who are rethinking everything. So I got to ask this one. When, when you were in the White House, one, how did they let you... <laughs> in the White House. Did you have like a, a, a special Secret Service person following you around in particular? No, they, they, they kind of um, said, 
Uh, oh, you're British. You're very welcome because you used to be um, the head of our <laughs> nation. Um, no, obviously not. Um, it was more a case that they were picking the guys who were making the most noise about fintech, and I was one of them because of my blogging and talking. And uh, I got invited as a great honor to go and visit um, the White House team. And uh, in fact, I went there in the end uh, three or four times. Um, they had a fintech conference last summer as the culmination of their thinking and left a, a white paper for the new administration to say, this is how we see um, you know, fintech and technology guiding principles for the next um, generation of the administration. As yet, we haven't seen a new administration um, taking on board those messages or doing any actions. I'm sure they will, but uh, they're just getting to grips with North Korea and uh, Syria and all the other issues right now by the look of it. Yeah, it, it, the, the problem with this uh, podcast, and I do love the podcast, is that it's so short. So we're kind of up against it when it comes to time. So this is the last minute. This is rapid fire. So just off the top of your head, where do you live in England? What's the name of the village? <laughs> well, I actually live in a museum. So I have every <laughs> night in a museum. It's the historic dockyard of Chatham, which is a 7,000-acre um, dockyard for building warships that dates back to the 1500s under Henry VIII. And everyone who visits is welcome. I'll give you a guided tour and show you uh, our nuclear warheads as well as our uh, ancient iron ships. And, and does your house have an actual name? Oh, the Admiral's Cottage, obviously. Oh, and you do have to salute me next time you meet me. I love that. My house, when I lived in England, was Maple Tree Cottage. But yours sounds so much better do you wear an admiral's outfit when you're in the house be honest i do have one actually and oh uh, i am the captain of the fintech ship so <laughs> bear that in mind when you talk to me <laughs> um please 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 make that the picture you send me for this interview i will <laughs> where's the best place that's actually a hard question where's the best place to follow chris skinner oh the financer.com with an s not a c the financer.com one of the best blog sites consistently out there you're too kind, Sam. But it's so true. Chris, thanks for the time. Thank you.